Hi, I'm Garth Tanner. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. The season starts this weekend. Really enjoyed over there. Can't wait to get over this time and um, hopefully have the same result. Craig Lowndes and Warren Luff warm up for the season with 12 hours at Bathurst. It's just nice to get some track miles, really. And Ingle reveals his 2010 injury. We're having a race driver get injuries down then as well. That's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Jason Bright, Carl Reinler, series champion James Courtney and Will Davison have enjoyed some relaxing time at the Kusar Al-Sarab Desert Resort, better known as the Mirage Palace. It is surrounded by towering dunes and it is certainly one of the most opulent places Courtney has ever seen. Now, it's an amazing resort. It, uh, you know, like I said, it's in the middle of nowhere. We drove for two and a half hours dead straight out in the middle of nowhere had walked back to nine and we arrived here so it's uh you know i think you know, like i never knew it was here and i think uh, you know there's a lot of hidden secrets about this part of the world and and uh, this is definitely one of them davison enjoyed the time for a bit of relaxation ahead of what he knows will be a ferocious start to the season it's a surreal place you're in the middle of absolute nowhere um but you get treated very well here and uh as I said a beautiful relaxing massage Mixed with a bit of jet lag, so I'm looking forward to a sleep tonight. Jack Daniels have unveiled their Abu Dhabi livery. The Bourbon Company is unable to be run on the car as it's an alcohol-free country, so the Kelly Boys are promoting the Queensland Premier's flood appeal on their cars. Yeah, the race team Kelly Racing has done as much as they possibly can to support the Queenslanders in this tough time, and uh, you know the branding that we're putting on the car, we're going to hope is is projected to you know hundreds of countries around the world. Rick Kelly has spoken about the effects of the introduction of David Reynolds and Greg Murphy to Kelly Racing. Uh, you know they push us. You know I had to really do a great lap time before they get in, get, get in the car to uh, to make sure I can I can match those guys, and that for me is quite new. It's fantastic to have them on board, and we learned a lot from them today. And that gives us great excitement. Like I say, they're going to keep myself and Todd on our toes, and uh, that's great for the team. Russell Ingle has revealed that he drove the final part of 2010 with a back injury. Back because it's strapped into this seat pretty hard and bouncing up and down. So uh, the old uh, back took a bit of a jolt at Bathurst and then threw it, actually threw it out for the rest of the year. So didn't do much for the uh, yeah, driving over long distances and uh, really suffered during the year. So I uh, went to a real good uh, surgeon up here in, uh, on the Gold Coast and uh, he gave it a good tune-up and service. So uh, we're back in action. Jonathan Webb has told the V8 Insiders of the pressures of setting up his own team in the off-season. It's been busy, there's no doubt about it, but in saying that, I, I knew with what we had to do and the big commitment and the big changes that we are going to be pushing it for time. In talking to the other teams up in Napier Lane, we're certainly not the only ones. Yeah, they were all doing the midnight run towards the end there, and our boys are much the same, but the car we've come here with is 
as good, if not better, than what we had last year. And I think our chances of, of getting more top 10 results are, are right up there. Brad Jones talked about the new team structure for his team in 2011. Uh, unfortunately, we were forced to have another driver and we found Jason Bagwan, who I think is a great addition to the team. He uh, brings a lot of experience. He's a, he's an, a race winner. And uh, I think he's going he's gonna to do a great job filling in for JR. Um, we haven't had a lot of things change over the short break. You know, we've just cleaned, tidied things up a bit and, and uh, worked on our weaknesses. And, and I really feel that... Um, um, we're, in, we're in a good position to, to get some, some very competitive results as the season unfolds. Rick Kelly will take on Scottish former Grand Prix ace David Coulthard, young Aussie lion Daniel Riccadello and motorcycle daredevil Robbie Madison in specially modified front-wheel drive Magan Renault Sports 250s, all part of the Australian Formula One Grand Prix Red Bull Race-Off. The special event announced last week as part of the Australian Grand Prix launch. Craig Lowndes may be getting to drive Jensen Button's McLaren at Bathurst. Vodafone, the major sponsor of both Lowndes' Triple Eight and Button's McLaren Mercedes teams, have lodged an application with the Bathurst City Council for a one-off event at Mount Panorama. Uh, look, at first, see, uh, we'll see whether it's uh, finalised, but uh, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, out there sort of an idea. If uh, Jensen Button uh, wants to do it, I'll let him do a lap first, and if the car comes back in one piece, I'll have a think about it. But Lowndes certainly wouldn't knock back any opportunity to drive the McLaren Mercedes. Oh, for sure, Formula One's a, you know, you know, the ultimate car, but uh, to drive it around Bathurst, the undulations and the dipper and everything else, it's, uh, it's a little bit different than driving around Melbourne Park. But uh, you know, look, you know, any opportunity to be in a Formula One, I'd, I'd take it. Lowndes talked about his second place at Bathurst, and we asked if it's a good preparation for the 12-hour. To be able to uh, uh, have some seat time before you go to Abu Dhabi, the car itself is completely different, but, uh, but you, know, uh, you know, it's just nice to have some competitive miles in a race car. Jamie Wincup will make his 100th V8 supercar start this weekend, the two-time champion saying that he is very relaxed about the start of the season. You know, we go back there this year, um, no real pressure. We're just car number 88 this time, so we'll, uh, we'll do the best we can. Could ACDC frontman Brian Johnson be looking at a V8 supercar wildcard? It seems his friend David Coulthard had suggested to the rocker that teaming up to race a V8 would be a good idea. Johnson suggested that with the Bayern's iconic status, a few people might turn up in Australia, even if it's only to see him make a twit of himself. Garthander says he's looking forward to the talking, stopping and the racing getting underway with Abu Dhabi this weekend. Yeah, oh, look, obviously we've done quite a bit of testing and preparation and we're as ready as we can be. So looking forward to getting over there and, and getting the year started because although it's been a, a very, very short off-season, it's almost like you know, time for the talk to finish and get time to get into it. And once again, Tander has come out saying that he thinks... Courtney's addition to the team has been a real positive. Having James there and being a fresh set of eyes and ears going through everything really identified a few key areas of the car that perhaps we'd become accustomed to and, you know, weren't paying too much attention to, whereas James has highlighted them as issues that he has not really come across in the past. So from that point of view, it's highlighted a, a range of things that we can improve in the car as well. Like James and I were talking after the two test days that it seems that a lot of the stuff that each of us like each other like as well. So, you know, that's going to evolve over the over the next six months as we, as we get, get into it. David Reynolds had a heavy crash at the Bathurst 12 hour. The VN Insiders received a message from Reynolds that he is all right but was not feeling too well straight after the incident. He's looking forward to his first outing in the Stratco Commodore this weekend. Other drivers who are making their return to the series are Steve Owen and Warren Laugh. 
Owen talked about his preparation for the start of this year's series. We uh, we look at the way Triple Eight operates as a benchmark, and obviously I've come from there last year. We've got the team manager, we've got an engineer from DJR, so we, we aim to be sort of not far behind those guys. And if they if they're going well, um, then we shouldn't be far behind. If they're not going well, then we'll be not far behind them not going well. So, but they normally go well. So uh, you know, fingers crossed. If they're at the front, we won't be far behind. And a number of V8 racing fans had an opportunity on Monday to find out what it's like to run around the mountain. John Bow and the V8 race experience teaming together to give their fans the chance. We spoke to Bow about what it means for the members of the paying public to be able to jump in a car and race around the iconic location. Yeah, the only other thing I can think of and liken it to maybe like in in Germany at the Nürburgring, I think you can do some things there, but not to this extent. So it's pretty unique, I think. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, Grant Rowley and Jacob Black will be along as we preview the start of 2011. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Jason Richards. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from Speed Cafe, it's Grant Rowley. Good evening. How are you going? The V8 Circus is heading to Abu Dhabi. Some of us get left behind. Jacob Black from Speed TV. G'day, Craig. How are you going? Well, it's interesting. The first round of the championship starts this weekend. The first two rounds, in fact, Grant, is this way too early to be starting a championship considering we've got over a month till we get to Clipsal for the Australian launch? Uh, I, I guess so. Maybe just from a personal point of view, it's, uh, it would have been nice to have an extra couple of weeks and I'm probably sure most of the teams would have agreed. But look, to be honest, uh, it's a pretty difficult thing putting these uh, calendars together. I think we might have discussed this on your program a couple of times before. Um, so look, the uh, the guys there on the board and V8 Supercars Australia do do what they can to uh, make best fit. But uh, look, it's a week. We're starting a week earlier than we did last year, plus the test we had a couple of weeks ago. It's all uh, fired up pretty quickly. It only seems like a couple of days ago we were in, uh, in Sydney for the Telstra 500. Mm. Jacob, the test was uh, an interesting outing. It certainly looked like, uh, from all measures, it was a successful weekend. It did. It looked really successful. And that was actually my first time out at that Eastern Creek circuit, so I was pretty uh, pretty excited to go out there, and obviously a massive amount of fans, there's something like 10,000 people there, so huge success and, and a great way to start off the year, I guess, and get our first dose of uh, V8 supercar action. What did you think of the test, Grant, and, and particularly the crowd, the people willing to come to Eastern Creek if it doesn't cost them anything, is the, the cynical way I might put it? Look, that's right. I, I thought the crowd was great. I bet your V8 supercars were probably thinking, geez, we should have been charging these guys 10 or 20 bucks each to get in. They would have been uh, laughing like sharks. 
But look, the test was uh, the test was fantastic. There was uh, you know a couple of um, a couple of little things that you know maybe we would have liked to have seen, perhaps from a from a, an industry point of view. Um, not sure if it would have affected the fans too much, but it would have been good to see each car have a fresh set of tyres at the end of the day. Maybe even some sort of qualifying shootout just to add a competition element to uh, to the whole deal. Um, which would have perhaps given it a little bit more relevance. And um, I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but at the end of the day, the crowd had had dwindled away a little bit. Uh, you know, not that that really matters. I guess the images that we're always going to remember is the uh, the thousands of fans that invaded the uh, the, the, um, the pit walk there, which was uh, which was terrific. But by the end of the day, there was uh, wasn't really too many people left. So. I think to keep people entertained the whole way through, if there was a competition element, you know, a 20-minute qualifying session or something like that, mm. um, it would have really given it uh, just a little bit more relevance. Yeah, a lot of people were saying, weren't they, Jacob, that it really needed to have some money or something up for on offer just to give it some uh, some relevance and also give it some um, reference point because... Most of the teams had varying states of tyre banks. No one had exactly the same tyres. And uh, also, testing is about trying components out. And and guys were, throughout the day, just slapping on different bits and pieces what they wanted to try for Abu Dhabi and beyond. That's right, yeah. And um, I like that comment about needing a set of green tyres. I think that definitely everyone should have been allocated a set of, a set of fresh tyres. In, in a perfect world, a set of softs to go on it. Um, it does need some sort of comp- competition element, and I liked uh, Paul Morris. I think it was was talking about how in MotoGP they have the uh, the BMW award and things like that in pre-season testing, where there actually is some some benefit for going as fast as you can in pre-season testing and showing everyone what you've got. So if we could do something like that in the future, that'd be great. And um, look, if you're going to get fans of that number, um, I think you can start to do things like have merchandise there and, and have the team selling some of their merch and, and some of those other things and make it a bit more of a carnival sort of festively atmosphere at the thing um, because it really was, you know, there were a lot of people there right up until, I guess, after the grid walk. Mm. Yeah, and I guess, Grant, uh, that's one of the critical things that is chicken and the egg. You'd like to see brand-new merchandise and have a great sales point, but two things. One, the teams haven't got a lot of faith in Eastern Creek bringing people together and two there was no way that teams can get all their liveries done and all the merchandise for the new liveries in time for such an early part of february they struggle to get everything ready for clipsal exactly you you hit the nail on the head there i certainly didn't expect to see any new merchandise having spoken to most of the teams there uh they were uh, some of the larger organizations you'll see all their team uh, in their new kit for the year, but uh, some of the other guys will just be using last year's kit um, to, uh, to to get through uh, this Abu Dhabi round and then you know uh, launch their entire merchandise range and um, you know new driving suits and other bits and pieces for uh, for the Cups of 500, which some people I guess consider still the you know obviously the not the first round of the championship. They'll head to Clipsal with a bunch of points in their bag, but um, still, some people will see this as a, uh, the Clipsal round as you know when the season 
proper kicks off. Mm. The flyaway event this weekend, we'll preview it more in the next segment, but uh, it is interesting because we have a number of teams with alcohol sponsorship that have not been able to put new liveries on the car. They've had to go back to an older livery, but one story that I did love was that uh, Jack Daniels Racing has decided to help support the uh, the flood victims by uh, letting everyone know that Queensland is out there looking for all the help across Australia, and that is a, a a great way to be able to transfer off an alcohol sponsorship but do some community service whilst you're at it. Hey, look, as a uh, blue New South Welshman, uh, usually we've got some choice words to say about the Queenslanders, but in this case I'll um, reserve my usual comment and uh, congratulate the Jack Daniels Racing Team, V8 Supercars, for their, uh, you know, for its uh, huge donation, which it made earlier this year when the floods first hit. Um, you know, and uh, I guess everyone's still thinking about the uh, the trying times that are going on there, not only with the floods but also with the uh, cyclone and its aftermath that uh, that came about last week. Mm. Jacob, well, it, was a, it was a really clever uh, clever thing for the Kelly to do and for Jack that Jack Daniels outfit to do, and and a really uh, kind of a really nice thing as well, a really sweet sort of thing to do, and and I'm sure that a lot of Queenslanders appreciate it, um, and. But I'm really impressed by the way that that Kelly Racing Organisation sort of goes about how it does its media and all the rest of it. And I think that that as much as that's just a, a really great example of, of them, you know, using their heads and their hearts a little bit to support Queensland, it's also a really great example of the way that they're capable of turning, you know, the most adverse circumstances where they can't run their sponsors' names on the car into something that still helps promote the sport and what the sport can do for for the community and for the country. So I'm really I'm really massively impressed by that Queensland uh, livery on the side of the Jack Daniels cars. Mm. I was just hoping they might have a map on there because I don't know if you saw the CNN coverage uh, across the the uh, certainly the cyclone. They had uh, Queensland located just below Victoria on that little island down there in some of their <laughs> graphics. So hopefully Kelly's can get a, a special graphic on there for CNN's benefit just to say, no, no, mate, it's a bit further north. We need to take a break here on the V8 Insiders. Plenty more right after this. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars, showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lowndes from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Jacob Black from Speed TV and also Grant Rowley from Speed Cafe. Gee, there's a lot of speed out there these days. Guys... (laughs) Guys, interesting. We look at Abu Dhabi last year... Under lights, it was a cakewalk for Jamie Wincup in a team that had just changed from Ford to Holden. How good is this team, Jacob Black, going to be now that they just had to go from Holden to Holden this year? Holden to Holden, and the only real change, and you've got to say it's a really positive one, is bringing on Adrian Burgess. So um, I've, I've written a piece today, actually, where I've said, look, Team Vodafone just don't have a match in pit lane at the moment. I don't think that 
as a team, there's anyone else that can put it together the way they can. And so you'd expect them to come out of the box pretty hard uh, at Abu Dhabi. It's just, what have they got against them? I, I honestly, I'm, I can't think of a single thing that that team's got against them at the moment. Mm. Grant, is it as cut and dried? We A lot of people said that the uh, season was over after Jamie had won the first four races of the year, and lo and behold, it was James Courtney that won the championship. That's right. Look, Jamie Winkup pushed him hard, and back in the number 88 for this season, I'm pretty sure he'll want to get that, uh, peel those numbers off pretty quick and put uh, what he likes to term his number one back on the car. He's, you know, he had it for so long, and deservedly so. Uh, I'm sure Jamie Winkup, according to the bookies um, and the true motor racing fans, sort of heads into the championship with uh, the, the favourite tag. Um, but look, you know, I, I guess uh, in the spirit of competition, I'm kind of hoping that others can uh, challenge the Vodafone uh, guys because, uh, look, if um, you know if they have it their own way, it could, uh, you know, we could end up with the season being wrapped up before we get to the to the Sydney race. Um, Jamie had a, a number of problems last year that cost him a bag full of points, and uh, in a perfect world, he probably uh, he probably would have been or should have been champion, but but he wasn't. We've got a new champion, which is great for the sport, and uh, let's hope that whatever happens, we uh, we have some good racing throughout the year and um, and a, a down to the wire showdown. Mm. Jacob, it's interesting because this year's championship is. Uh, well, going to see so many changes. One in particular is the champion at HRT. Now, HRT looked like a basket case for a lot of last year. Have they had enough time in this very short off-season to right that ship, do you think? Uh, I, I don't know. And, um, uh, and the thing that happened there last year is, and I think that they shot themselves in the spot last year with a lot of internal sort of structural changes at the beginning of the year, that in hindsight you, you find it hard to justify given the year that they had in 2009 and then the way that they just dropped their bundle in 2010. And and you'd hope that they've rectified all of those things. Obviously, Courtney coming in and, and coming in with his engineer, Gartand is still with the same engineer this year. So there's those sorts of things, um, you know, in favour for the guys. But they still looked a little bit slow at the test. And it's not a recommendation. They did look like they didn't quite have the pace that I would have expected them to want to come out and make a statement on the test day and I don't think they were able to do that um, I feel like that they're a bit lost at the moment but the season hasn't started and so you wouldn't know until it does but I just feel that Toll HRT are a bit lost at the moment and in my five championship contenders list that I made up this afternoon uh, Garth Kander was, wasn't on it and James Courtney was, was only just scraped into the fifth Spot on it. So, is that too no. is that too harsh an opinion there, Grant? Uh, I guess so. To be honest, I'd probably uh, certainly for the first few rounds, I would, I'm not going to be surprised to see Tander uh, outdo out Courtney. Uh, probably not by probably not by too much. I'd, to be honest, I really expect them to be up there. Um, and in some ways, again, thinking about the sport, I, I kind of hope that they are because they. Um, uh, V8 supercars is, uh, is can sometimes be seen at, at its most successful when the Toll Holden Racing team has been successful. Um, and it'd look, it'd be great to have the, the Toll team and uh, the Vodafone guys going at it. Um, there's uh, obviously a fair bit of rivalry there between the two Holden camps. 
uh, and if we can have them up there, plus the likes of the uh, the Ford Performance Racing guys, it's a great mix for a uh, for a very competitive championship. Uh, look, just going back to it, I think uh, yeah, Garth to certainly have a, a little bit of an upper hand to to start with, uh, was was very fast at Yas Marina last year. Um, but I think as the season wears on, those two guys are going to be very, very evenly matched, and I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see them have a 2009-esque season where um, you know they're just, they're punching right up there and uh, finishing at least one of those guys in the top three. Mm. All right, Gas and Go is brought to you by V8 Race Experience. You can check out all the V8 race experiences around the country at v8race.com. Gas and go, five questions in three minutes. We'll see how we go. More one-car teams this year doing it on their own. Grant Rowley, do you think that is going to hinder the closeness of the field this year? I don't know if it's going to hinder the closeness of the field. I don't think any of those one-car teams are really expecting to be challenging uh, for wins, they can concentrate on their own deal, uh, press on with it, and you know when those guys get uh, the odd top ten result or um, you know jag a, a, a even better result, then um, then it uh, it looks really good for them. So I don't think it's going to drag uh, the field down at all. Jacob, no, I agree, and I think it's going to drag the field down. The depth at the front is, is going to be pretty much the same. We're going to see the same group of people vying for race wins in 2011 as we saw in 2010. Um, and, yeah, apart from, from Bathurst, we, sort of, they won't, we won't really notice um, what's going on with those one-car teams too much throughout the year. Mm. The unwanted man at Ford, Alex Davison, who's certainly wanted by Stone Brothers, what does he have to do this year to keep his drive another? Oh, podium, race win... <laughs> The simple stuff is step up, and he's got to be a lot closer to Shane Van Gisbergen than he is. If Shane Van Gisbergen's going for race wins, then so should Alex Davison. Look, exactly. That's exactly what he needs. He needs to be right there with Van Gis, and he can't afford to have a bad first six, eight races of the year, just like we saw with Stephen Richards last year, even though... Uh, he, Stephen had a, a couple of um, mechanical issues which hindered him as soon as uh, things started to go against him everyone um, was uh, getting ready to uh, throw in the noose so, and eventually he did, he did. He needs to, Alex needs to come out of the box straight away uh, and, and be running within that top 10 top 15 group and not look like a, a, you know the uh, an also ran which he did in, uh, in certain parts of, of last year mm. um, and uh, I guess the pressure's on. Tony Cochran was talking about how more and more corporate sponsorship wants to get on board cars. There's people being turned away because they can't find a car. And yet, Jason Bargwana is running just some leftover BOC stickers at the first round, Grant. It's good for some and bad for others. The, the um, Brad Jones Racing Team have been working damn hard to try and uh, get something going for for that car, they had uh, a few hurdles that they had to jump over, uh, i.e. Uh, Jason Richards' unfortunate illness, um, a late a late switch um, with uh, Bugs coming in. Bugs had his own issues with his own personal sponsor. Um, it kind of worked against them because the start of the season uh, is so early. Um, I I, uh, I guess look, we kind of hope that they can uh, they can jag one the uh, white car with. 
uh, as you say, BOC stickers just slapped on the side doesn't look any good, but um, fingers crossed it's just a short-term thing. Mm. I mean, you've raised a really good point there, Craig. You can't on one hand say, oh, we're turning guys away, There's not, the guys that are trying to get on cars can't get on cars, and on the other hand have an all-white car out there. Um, and in the same way that you can't have a lot of the... A lot of cars this year have one or two major sponsors where previously they were shared, so that's a good thing. That's those sponsors picking up more. We've seen Pepsi Max come in, but the distribution of sponsorships not not where it should be, and we need to maybe start to have a look at why that's the case. Mm. Well, Jake... I'll tell you what, I love what they do in NASCAR where some of the big sponsors who want to get involved with the sport go to NASCAR, sponsor an event, and get uh, a car or uh, a car for a certain amount of races and NASCAR place them where they think they they should go and um, and possibly V8 supercars could be um, more proactive in that. I know they've uh, they've done a little bit, like for example the Jonathan Webb thing that was, uh, could have been assisted by V8 supercars. So look, ideally, yeah, they'd, uh, V8 should um, should do something to help out some of the guys who are struggling. But um, at the end of the day, it's a uh, it's a Dog eat dog uh, world out there, and and uh, V8s have got to find sponsors to keep their show going too. Mm. Now, for those of us stuck in Oz this weekend, the good news is Seven will show it live, Jacob. That's right. Seven will be showing it live at three a.m. in the morning, is it? And uh, and then if you want to wake up in the morning, you can watch it on Speed TV as well at ten a.m. in the morning. Yeah, it was a mistake last year, wasn't it? Delaying it like they did. Uh, yeah, a, a, a bit of a mistake, and they copped a little bit of backlash, but I guess they knew they were going to cop that. But now that there's uh, quite a number of uh, channels that they've got to pick and choose and where they put all their stuff, uh, it seems silly not to, uh, not to be able to do it. Mm. And finally, on Gas and Go for V8 Race this week, it is uh, an interesting one because the V8 supercars didn't like the Dick Johnson Racing numbering, Jacob. Surely a big one and a little eight can't be too harmful to the uh, series? I wouldn't have thought it would be a big drama, and actually I thought it was really good for the series to have have a little bit of cheekiness and a, and a little bit of a talking point in there, especially coming out of the test day. So it was great to have that bit of news, but then to have V8 Supercars say, oh, no, you've got to fill in that number, I thought it was a little bit rough. But then again, maybe that was their ploy. Maybe they knew that um, that would generate even more dis- and even more talk and even more publicity for both the team and for V8 Supercars. Maybe there's a method in their madness, but I thought it was a bit rough and I would have liked to have seen those numbers stay clear for the whole year because I thought it was uh, I thought it was very fitting. Uh, definitely method in their madness. They're going to sell probably uh, an extra 1,000 or 10,000 caps with those uh, with those numbers on on them. Um, so a nice, uh, a nice little thing, as you say, cheeky, um, but, uh, you know, that's what the uh, the sport sort of needs. It needs uh, a few more of those little quirky things. And, you know, probably it's like, uh, it doesn't really matter uh, for me if they keep the numbers coloured in or if they don't keep them coloured in. Um, but uh, it was a, uh, a nice thing and probably good for DJR's um, merchandise sales that it got the... the uh, attention that it got mm. well that's gas and go for another week here on the v8 insiders brought to you by v8 race experience v8race.com.au check out all their experiences right around the country and thanks to speed cafes grant Rowley for joining us this week not a problem thanks for having me and also thank you to jacob black
Anytime. We here on the white flag lap from Warren Luff and Craig Lowndes, who spent their weekend before heading to Abu Dhabi running in the Bathurst 12 hour. We'll see how that's affected their preparations right after this. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars, showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. This week's White Flag Lap is brought to you by V8X Magazine. The season opening edition is on sale now. We caught up with Warren Luff about heading a second place finish at the 12 hour and how good a preparation is that for him heading to his return to the V8 Supercar Championship Series. Look, it's been a, a, a fantastic weekend to be here with Audi and Team Yost. It's, um, it's really a dream come true. There's such, a, there's such a fantastic team in the history of long distance motorsport and uh, to be a part of it and to be on the podium for them is, is absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to Abu Dhabi. It's uh, it's going to be a great year to be there with Lucas Dumbrell Motorsport. Um, obviously, I haven't been to Abu Dhabi yet, so it'll be a it'll be an interesting learning curve. Um, but it was really good just to get some race miles this weekend and and get a bit of race fitness back. And just um, yeah, we fly out tomorrow. Craig and I we fly out tomorrow afternoon, three forty-five. So yeah, can't wait. How um, what when you work with different teams, you see uh, the uh, good and the bad. What can you take from this sort of experience to go back to Lucas and uh, be able to help grow that team? Look, um, look, the whole V8 Supercar Championship runs at such a high level these days that um, all, all the teams up and down pit lane are incredibly professional. The big difference you notice with a team like this is just the, the support of having a manufacturer behind you. You look at the equipment, you look at the personnel that they're able to bring. Like It's really sort of a budget doesn't even come into the equation they just bring everything that they need and uh and that's what makes them the success that they are uh obviously look we're not in that position with uh with lucas's team but they they still do a brilliant job with the resources that they have uh and lucas is very determined to turn that into a winning team as well he's uh he's got such a great passion for motorsport and uh He's such a determined person that um, you would never bet against him in turning team in the future. That's all we have time for on this week's White Flag Lap, brought to you by V8X Magazine. As the checkered flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders, my thanks to Grant Rowley and Jacob Black. Until next time round, when we wrap up Abu Dhabi, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.